0: Log
1: Talk
2: Radio.
1: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Jahashu. Thank you, thank you, mighty Lord, mighty God, mighty Jesus. Mighty Yeshua. Mighty, mighty Jehoshua. What an awesome, awesome God. Hallelujah. We serve. What a wonderful God. Thank you, Lord. We are grateful for his love. We are grateful for his mercy. Thank you, Brother Strata. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Lord. He is awesome. He is so good. His mercy endure forever. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I thank you, Lord, for each of my brothers and sisters. Lord, help, Lord, those that are trying to log in tonight. Lord, Jesus, help them, Lord. Help them to log in tonight. In Jesus' name we pray, Lord, make it possible for them to listen, to be able to listen, to be able to log in tonight, Lord, to be able to receive, to hear the program. Mighty Lord, mighty God. Mighty Jesus, mighty Yeshua, mighty, mighty Jehoshua, we pray in your name, Jesus, that you will make it possible, Lord, that you will break any plan of the enemy, any opposition, Lord, any change will be broken, any joke will be broken in Jesus' name, Send billions and trillions of our angels, archangels, sheriff, Lord, to protect us, to keep us, hallelujah tonight in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. Bless of your life. Minister to the life, Lord. Mighty Lord, mighty Jesus, bless your anointing, your presence. Minister tonight in Jesus' name. We pray, Lord. Forgive our sins and trespasses in Jesus' name. Help us, Lord. Empower us tonight to speak your word boldly, Lord. Boldly. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Mighty Lord, give me the word. Give me the utterance to speak your word in Jesus' name tonight. Mighty Yeshua. Mighty Yahashua. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, God. What an awesome, awesome God we serve. What a good God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. He is such a good God. He is such a great God. And we are blessed to, hallelujah, be able to share his word, share his revelation. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I receive a, a mighty revelation this weekend. I say, hallelujah, one of those uh, revelations that I know are such a blessing. My brother and my sister, I've been waiting on the Lord on this. I've been praying. I've been asking. I've been going to the Lord on this, hallelujah, to, for several days now. I don't know how many weeks. Hallelujah. The Lord said he would take me to heaven, and he did again. Oh, glory be unto him my brother and sister and amen what he what he revealed to me was so awesome which i'm going to share tonight thank you lord thank you jesus thank you yeshua jesus is coming for his bride that i made herself ready thank you lord i was in the area of heaven where i've been there before but i was in a new area this time that the lord allowed me to visit there he brought me there Hallelujah, and show me so much. I hope that in the time tonight we have, I'll be able to share everything and that the Lord will help me to remember everything with the detail I saw up in heaven, my brother and sister, but it's so exciting to visit heaven and to see what God has in store for us, especially the bride that is coming home who will be enjoying these things that the Lord showed me. My brother and my sister, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We are so grateful. He is so good. He is so awesome. I, To be honest with you, I felt so joyful up there. I didn't want to come down here anymore. I was like, okay, this is it. I want to stay. <laughs> Praise you, Lord, but that was not the plan of God. My brother and my sister, he, he, hallelujah, wants me to come back and just finish the race. Just finish the race. That he has said before us my brother and my sister amen so hallelujah before i go into the revelation i want to go into the word of god because everything that he was showing me is in the word of god for sure and when you see it from heaven oh well what a what a mighty uh blessing it is shalom brother miguel shalom sister regina the low servant sister wendy with the strata jesus my rock shalom to each and one of you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Yeshua. He is so awesome. The Lord is so great. Thank you, Lord. So I will share, hallelujah, I, I'm asking the Lord to please help me to remember everything I've seen, because it, um, it was Saturday, was it Saturday morning? So it, will be, it was Friday morning to Saturday that he's given me this revelation when he took me to heaven. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Yeshua. Let me tell you, the light in heaven is so powerful that the Lord gradually allowed me to gaze to the light. Coming from earth to heaven, the light will blind you if he just brings you in there. He brings you in there, but he has to help you. Hallelujah. But then it's such a blessing. It doesn't hurt you. It is so powerful. My brother, just imagine going practically to the center of the sun in a second being taken there and that light hitting you. But it's even brighter than, the, than our sun. So in order for you to understand what I'm going to describe tonight, you have to go there, which the church is going to go there very soon, my brother and my sister. Amen. So let me go into the Word of God, and then, hallelujah, I'll be back with the revelation. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I hope everyone can hear me fine. I want to make sure uh, this is recorded fine, clear in the ear. Thank you, Lord, because this is going to be such a blessing to many that will listen to us later on. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I hope to be going to heaven. I hope to be coming home. Hallelujah. God loves those that hope to come home. Paul talks about the uh, thinking of the things above. Amen. Thank you, sister. Seeking the things above, he says, to the Colossians. Amen. And then, hallelujah, um, there's so many verses about heaven. But let me focus on on this. This is very important. Because I believe what I was taking to heaven was an army base, an army base in heaven, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. Which to me, as I was was walking there to a different department of this army base in heaven, it looks to me that our army base I kind of make close to what we have in heaven, my brother insisted. sister. But in heaven, of course, everything is much better. Okay, much much better, my brother insisted. sister. Amen. So, Philippians 2:25. Yet I have uh, thought it necessary to send to you a fil a ephedre, I uh, is a Hebrew name. My brother and companion and label him fellow soldier by your messenger, he that ministers to my want, Paul says to the uh, uh, Philippians, my brother and sister. So he sent his brother a fellow soldier, my brother and sister. Okay? We are soldiers of Christ. And we, we, we don't think about this way, army. Okay? But we are in the army of God. We are in the army of Christ, my brother insisted. And so as I was walking in heaven in this army base, I kept thinking about what the word of God says, because it's clearly what the word of God says. Thank you, Lord. Second Timothy 2 Timothy 2.3, endure therefore hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Okay, Endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. My brother insisted. And we know that the Bible says it's only good. My father, Jesus, says that is in heaven. So we got to keep that in mind, okay? But as a good soldier, because we are preacher, messenger of the good news of God. Amen. So that, that is in our lives. That's part of our lives. The good news is part of our lives. And it changes us daily. We're being changed by the word. We're being cleansed by the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. So endure this therefore, Paul says, hardship as a good soldier at Jesus Christ. Each and one of them, female and male, are soldiers at Jesus Christ. Just as the army has soldier, male and female, so we are in the army of the Lord. My brother, my sister. Thank you, Lord. He's so awesome. Amen. Second Timothy two four. No man who warreth entangle itself with the affair of this life. Okay, and please take this very uh serious and personal to yourself, okay? Second Timothy 2 4, okay? No man who worreth entangle himself with the affair of his life, that he may please him who had chosen him to be a soldier. Okay, who chosen us to be a soldier? Our Lord, our God. God has chosen us in Christ to be a soldier unto him. My brother, my sisters. Amen. And Again, what we are here for, okay? The major part of being here is to please him, my brother and sister, to please God, okay? And if we go into the pleasing message, as I would call it, okay, we go to Hebrew 11, my brother and sister, 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God, I believe that he is, and that he is the rewarder of them that they newly seek him. So notice that pleasing God, my brother and sister, is part of our calling in God. Okay? God has chosen us in Christ to please him. Jesus, what did father said about Jesus? This is my beloved son, he said from the cloud. And whom am I pleased? Notice how Jesus Please, Father, with his life, his walk, his ministry. Everything he did for God, please his please, Father. And so you and I are called, are chosen, are elected, selected in Christ to please God, my brother and sister. Amen. Shalom, Sister Regina. So please understand our calling. Understand your calling. Understand our calling in God that we are called to please God. My brother and my sister, Amen. Thank you, Lord. This is very important. We keep this in mind. Thank you, Jesus. Philemon one two, into our, our beloved Ephesians and um, our ship, us, our fellow soldier, into the church of the house, Amen. This is this this. And, and to when someone say, Oh, I don't believe in those house church, online church, okay, total biblical. They're, they're biblical. Online church are biblical. House church are biblical. Okay, so don't let anyone put you down for it. Don't let anyone don't believe in the online church. Our church right here, we are church in Christ right now. We're gathered together. We're serving God. We're seeking Christ. We're learning of him who is humble and meek of heart. My brother and my sister, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Our merciful one, our God, our good God. My brother and sister. So, hallelujah! I was taking you to this base in heaven. My brother and sister. As I was taken in there, hallelujah! They began to take me to the different part of the base, where I was I was seeing armor. My brother and sister, I be, I began to see this different armor. I began to see these different rooms in this place. Okay. And the amazing thing about this revelation now is that this is this revelation was after the rapture, okay? The church of the Lord was already in heaven. My brothers and sisters in Christ are already in heaven in this revelation. Thank you, Lord. And so I began to see brothers and sisters here at the Lord's hour in this revelation already in heaven already in heaven, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. And so I'm, I'm being taken, thank you, Lord, to this different room in this army base in heaven. Hallelujah. And I was amazed by the things I was seeing. Amazed. How, the armor, the shield, different shield, amazing material that these things are made of, not the cheap stuff, we have on this earth, my brother and sister. Amen. And I'm being taken to the different rooms, different hallway, which they were very large. Amazing place, my brother and sister. And at the same time, it was like I still have this earthly thinking. Where are the bathroom? Because I could not see any, my brother and sister. It, I don't know if it was if a cause for someone to laugh. As I said, it's just, you know, having your thinking, your thoughts are clear to the other person who's there, an angel, whoever's, whoever's walking you around. It's like what you think, what you say is the same thing. My brother and sister, it's so amazing. That's why the Lord says there's nothing hidden that will not come out of light. So it's like I was thinking it, but the one behind me, the one next to me, that were giving me the tour in this army base, my brother insisted, it's like one of them laughed when I said, where are the bathrooms? Because I still have this earthly thinking, earthly mind, Of well, if you have this such a large place, for sure you have to have bathrooms. You have to have shower rooms and all that. And it was, it was like I said something funny, but they understand where I come from because I'm coming from the earth to heaven. My brothers and sisters, thank you, Lord. So then they're taking me to the biggest room, center's room. And as I come into that room, I began, I began to see my brothers and sisters of the Lord's hour in this room. Now it's mind-blowing. Mind, mind-blowing. Now it's where things changes for me. Because now I began to see my brothers and sisters here of the Lord Jawa in this big room. where they were dressed with the army clothing. Heavenly army clothing. Soldier they each and one of you had your soldier uniform. My brother and sister. This is the amazing thing. My brother and sisters. And I'm looking at everyone but people were most everyone was sitting around at this time. And between the group, there was a large, large, long table. The table was from one corner of the room all the way to the other side. Remember that if you had thousands of people and everyone would like to eat fruit, because the table had so many fruit on it, cut in pieces like a salad room, like a salad. Uh, um, I'm trying to think of any place where they cut all the fruit and they make them into salad. And then they had like a salad boat on I mean a bowl. And, and it was all aligned like a buffet. Okay? Like a large, large buffet place. My brother insisted. And everything was completely fresh. All the fruit. That, were in, that was on the table was completely fresh, my brother and my sister. And here's the amazing thing. There was no full fly. Absolutely. Yeah, you, had, you had everything there, all kinds of fruit, fresh like you cannot even imagine, my brother and sister. No full fly. No bug. My, no cockroach. I haven't seen in heaven ever cockroach. I haven't seen fly. I haven't seen bugs in heaven ever in any of my trips, in any other home, I, any other place I've been taken to. I've been taken to third heaven, first planet, second planet, third planet, and even to the planet of eternity. I haven't seen bugs. I haven't seen fly. I haven't seen none of these things that we have on the earth. And when I'm here, like I was telling my wife, it, it, it makes me question cockroaches. Insect, uh, fruit fly. It made me think about these little things that people don't like because they're not in heaven, absolutely none. These fruit, I was thinking so much fruit, they should be covered. <laughs> you see my earthly mentality? Because that's what you do like here. You cover it. You don't want no fruit fly to get into your fruit, you know, although they're inside your house. You still want it. Be safe, right? And so I'm thinking, all these fruit are in the open in this table in heaven, okay? Some of the bowl where you will serve yourself some of the of the, of the okay, some of the fruit. Let me give you an idea of what I was looking at, so you can see how amazing everything was. The bowl looked like glass. The plate, the bowl looked like glass, right? On the outer edge of it, were 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 quarter with diamonds diamonds. My brother and sister. Imagine a regular boat completely all around the design of the boat. It's all diamond. My brother, and this is this is like this is on earth. It's so expensive that you, if you have a glass with diamond around the edges, you're gonna be you're gonna be so careful, right? Well in heaven this is like like anything else, you know, regular. You don't, you don't hold it so valuable. Like you hold it down here, in heaven. Brother insisted. So I saw some of my brothers and sisters. They they went and grabbed a spoon, and and they they put themselves. They were serving themselves some of the fruit into the bowl into the diamond bowl that the person just grabbed. And I saw when one of the brothers took a bite of one of the fruit, it was like, whoa 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 this is so fresh so this this is amazing one of the brothers said as i saw my brother in christ doing this Whoa. he he was he because he he's the church is already in heaven this is seven years already this was revealed to me in heaven the church has been in heaven by now seven years already the celebration practically had ended. The church was right now getting ready to come down, okay, as the army of Christ to fight. My brother and sister, to fight, okay? The church is coming down to fight now, okay? Um, let me read it for you. Revelation 1911. And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, he got set up on him was called a faithful and truth and righteousness, and he does judge and make word. His eyes is a flame of fire. His he head were a many crowns. He had a name written that no man knew but he himself. He was clothed with vesture deep in blood. His name is called the word of God. The army which are in heaven. Notice now, I'm watching the army of Jesus and they in heaven. But, you know, you, you you see the church, oh, brothers and sisters, you know, we're praising Christ, we're seeking the Lord, we're getting ready for his coming. But you never think of a, of the church being an army, an army, a real army, a soldier of Christ with uniform. My brother says, uniform, weapons, I like these weapons they have down here, cheap stuff. But no, these are weapons to fight, okay? With the army, you're going to come down and fight the army of the devil. The devil has an army, the underground army, that he's getting ready, and training them to fight the army of God in the end end of the seven-year great tribulation. So the Lord has his army now ready to come down, my brother and sister, ready to come down and fight, okay, okay, the army was were in heaven, clothed with fine linen, white and clean, follow him upon white horses, hallelujah, by this time, okay, you will already know your horse, hallelujah, you, we, you, amen, you already know your horse. You're already familiar with your horse. You already petted your horse. You already know the horse that you'll be riding to to, by the seventh year, by the end of the seventh year, you already know where your horse is. Your horse is familiar with you. You're familiar with your horse already. You know what you will be riding. By this time, you know the uniform you're going to be wearing. You will well know your training. You will be trained well. You've already been trained. I'm sorry. You, by this time, you already have been trained. And I'm going to go into the training, because here comes the awesome part about the training. But I'm telling you how you look to me, how you were shown to me by the Lord. The church is an army that is ready to come down with Jesus to fight at the end of the seventh year. My brothers and sister. Thank you, Lord. By this time, you already have your horse. You'll be ready to come down. And out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, which he shall smite the nation. And this is the part where, when I was taken to one of the rooms, I saw sword, weapons, okay? And each and one of us are going to use them to fight swords. And, and like similar weapons, that you can choose which and you know, you would train or you would be ready to use to fight. Because you're coming to fight. You're coming to fight. You're coming down to fight the end of the seven years. This is what the Lord was showing me. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And he should rule with them. He is why the Lord has chosen us. To rule with him. To rule with him. Okay? You're next to the king to rule with the king against the enemy, against the nations. Defeat the enemy and rule the nations. That's what the thousand-year reign with Christ is about. You're ruling with Christ. You're part of his army. You're his soldier. My brother and sister. With a rod of iron. He treated the wine press of the fierceness of the wrath of God Almighty. The Almighty had chosen us for this. He had elected, selected us before the foundation of the earth for this. So don't worry about your training, but I will tell you, you are already training. You are already in training. Let me tell you what happened next. An archangel walks into the room. And he called the army immediately, like a general walking into the army. All the soldiers stand straight to greet the archangel. He began to speak to us. I mean, I I was sitting by the, this time now, and all my brother was was sitting, but everybody put down whatever they had under hand, immediately stand straight. As he greeted the soldier of Jesus Christ, he walked in there, my brother sister, The Bible says like the voice of an archangel, the Lord comes down. So I'm sure that was the Lord as an archangel. But he was speaking to us as a general, speaking to his army. And immediately we all stand straight, my brother and sister, And this is what he began to say, which shocked me and surprised me. My brother insisted. He says, you already have been in training. When you were down on earth and you have been casting out devils and demons, you have been training against the enemy. When you were casting demons in the name of the Lord, you already have been in training, he says. My brother insisted. When you were told, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his mind. When you were told to pull down the armor of God, he said, that ye may be able to stand against the wire of the devil. She so he says, for you wrestle not against flesh or blood, but against principality, against power, against the ruler of darkness of this world, against the spirit of wickedness in high places, this archangel said. Then he said, you were told to... Therefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, having now done all to stand as we were standing there. Then he said, stand therefore having your, your loin girder about the truth, having the breastplate place of righteousness, and your feet sharp with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, he says, take the shield of faith, Whereby you should be stained to be able to quench all the fairy dark of the wicked. He says to take the hammer of salvation in the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. You will toss so on the earth. As you were casting out devils and demons and principalities, you were being prepared for this bottle. He says this final bottle that the Lord was training. You were being trained. And in the name of the Lord, you will cast in their mouth, but you will be in entrained. He says, he says, praying always, but we'll all praying supplication. Remember when you did these things on the earth in the spirit. Watch you there unto all, what perseverance and supplication of all saints, and pray for me, Paul said, the other may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make on the mystery of the gospel. Hallelujah. He spoke. Ephesians 6.10 and on, as our King was speaking to us, the army of Jesus, the soldier of Christ, every detail of this, the armor, the shield, the rebukings of demon and principality in the name of the Lord, he says that when we were here on the earth, when we were serving Christ down here, he says we were being trained to be a soldier of Christ. To be a part of this army, a price of the last day, that you already been training and you are ready to fight the forces of the enemy, enemy because you've been in training. This Archangel was saying to the church, to the, all of us, the group. I was so surprised. He quoted Ephesians, my brother and sister. Ephesians extending on. And I'm like, he's quoting the entire practically chapter there to take the arm. He was quoting word by word, speaking to us. As we were standing there listening to him, we were totally, all of us, familiar with what he was saying, familiar with what he was talking about. My brother and my sister in this amazing place, this amazing base where we're going to be trained we're going home yes to the wedding celebration. And like the wedding of Esther, it will be a lunch standing wedding. But it's not going to be for seven years. It might be for several months. But not for seven years. Because we the army of Christ are going home to be entrained. Marble insisted to come and de- come and defeat the forces of evil. My brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. Praise you Lord. So Revelation nineteen says, He has a venture, his tie, a name written King of King, and Lord of Lord. I saw the the angel standing in the sun. He cried with a loud voice, saying to all the folk that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather yourself together unto the supper of the great God. My brother and sisters, thank you, Lord. This whole army of Christ is coming. And I saw verse 19, the beast and the king of the earth and their army. You notice? Just as they have their army right now, you won't think that you are being prepared to fight their army also. You, you didn't think about that, right? You didn't think about that their army will be getting ready to come against you and that you are being prepared to fight them too. Again, let me read it. Revelation 19. 19. And I saw the beast. And the king of the earth. These kings are the presidents, the leaders of this earth. Okay? What, else, what are they bring to the table? And their army guarded together to make word against him that sat upon the horse and against his army, against you and I. In case you were wondering. My brother insisted. That's why you're not no more. If you once was part of the army of this earth, you're no more. You've been chosen to be in the part of the army of Jesus. Because guess what? Well, you don't have to guess. You can read it in God's word. Revelation 19, 19, remember. You're part of the army of Christ. You've been chosen, elected, selected to be in part of this army by God. And now those I used to call brother and not your brother anymore. Now they become your enemy. And they will have no mercy for you on the battlefield. All their tanks that they have, all their new laser weapon that they're making, they're going to use against you. In case you didn't know, all their missiles, all their Russian hypersonic missile will be used against you and I as we're coming in, in those white horse. Now you understand what our training must be, my brother and sister, serious. We must commit our life to the Lord daily, daily repenting, daily rebuking the enemy, the demons, and principality that will be the one in these soldiers on the earth that will come against you with hypersonic missile. They will launch against you hypersonic missile. You're coming in a horse. And these people will be pointing to you as you come down in the cloud, hypersonic missile from every corner. So you need to be ready to confront your enemy. You, you better have your shield, your protection in the Lord, and no how sort to of fight against these weapons they're going to use against you and I. My brother insisted, this is a word coming. This word is not far off. In the moment the church gets taken home, seven years after that, this word, final word, began World War III. It's between them and us. My brother and sisters, we are called to be victorious in Christ. My brother and sister, we're going to fight. There's no going back on this. There's no going to the left or the right, but only going forward. God already have elected, selected you and I. This is why when the archangel walked and spoke, "Stand up, soldier," he said. We all immediately stand. And he began to speak to all of us with a loud, powerful voice. They have such a powerful voice. Marvel insisted. And began to tell us about our preparation. In the Lord, Marvel insisted. This is the final battle. Again, I saw the beast and the king of the earth and their army gather together. They're united. Church, this is why we need to be united in prayer. We need to be united in repenting. We need to be seeking the Lord, not coming against each other. See, the devil was putting in people's mind, in the church mind, to come against another, to criticize one another. When his army are coming together, The church keeps fighting, coming against each other. No, we here to pray for one another, to encourage one another. Hallelujah. The best thing we can do for each other is to pray for one another. That's what we do. We encourage each other. We pray for one another. We don't come against each other. We don't do such a thing, my brother and sister. We all keep our eyes on Christ. And if you see a brother or sister, Hallelujah, not walking right. Hallelujah. Pray for them. Say, Lord, help them. So, Lord, Lord, please get them right. Get them straight with you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Instead of coming against each other, we pray for one another. Thank you, Lord. It's important. We're in the last of the last. The trumpet. The trumpet for the church to be going home is about to sound. I heard someone, I believe it was yesterday or the day before, say, she heard a trumpet. She had a dream on YouTube. It came on my YouTube page, and I play it. And she said, I had a dream to share. And she said, in my dream, I heard a trumpet. And she said, I knew in my dream, this was the trumpet of the church coming home. The Lord let her know in the dream that the sound of the shofar, the trumpet, when he was calling his church home, and the Lord let her know I, the shofar, the trumpet, the bow, to be in sound because there's a great seven-year great tribulation about to start the church is not going through the great tribulation because the church has too much to do to go to the seven-year great tribulation the church needs to come home for the wedding celebration like in the wedding of Esther it took months in several celebration was suspended for months my brother my sister for months I was suspended. Thank you, Lord. It took Jesus three and a half years training the disciple to be an apostle. My brother and sister, three and a half years to be an apostle. Before he can leave them to remember what he had taught to them. Thank you, Lord. And it, then it took some years to walk out the teaching, the learning. Amen. We got seven years to come home and train for this final battle. Well-trained angels in heaven are waiting for us. The army of God, the Father already showed me, they're well-trained, well-knowledgeable, are going to train you and I, my brother and sister. They're going to teach us how to fight, how to confront this evil, because we are expected to win, and we are going to win because we're coming in the power of God. We're coming with Jesus right next to us. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We are going to win this battle for sure, my brother and sister. So I said the, the king of the earth, the army gathered together to make word against him that sat upon the horse. Remember that they're coming against Jesus. But at the same time, if they come against you, Jesus said, they come against me. So it's, it's all one. They come against the Lord. They come against us because we're coming with the Lord. And against his army. Huh? Against the army of the Lord. That is you and I. They're coming against us. Not really interested. And the devil play dirty. The devil fights dirty. You know that already. Every time we commit a sin, and you go to sleep with it, without repenting, what happened in your sleep? Uh, what happens when you go to sleep and with a sin in your life that you forgot to repent? Uh, the devil plays dirty. You by, by now, if a soldier of Christ, you know this. He plays dirty. He doesn't play by the rule. He plays dirty. He likes to cheat. He waits until Christians sin so he can come and sleep and put dirty, dirty dreams. Fornication and adultery altogether. My brother and And how people commit great sin in the sleep, which you and I are responsible. We're responsible for the dreaming, for the sinning in our sleep, because it's still our choice. The reason why the devil can do these things is when you, when we give them ammo, as we say, when you give them an opening. When you, keep him, when you open him a door, my brother and sister, hallelujah. When we open ourselves to being attacked, and we open ourselves to being attacked when we sin. When you watch something on your computer, you should not be watching. When you watch something on television, a movie, bad word, full language, that you should not be listening to. All those things, my brother and sister, you need to Repent before God, before you go to sleep. So the devil will not attack your sleep. You take the armor of God, the shield of faith. Eh? Hallelujah. You take the armor of God before you go to bed. You put it on. So the enemy cannot. I remember when the Lord began to teach me about the armor, the shield of faith. All these armors that talks about in Ephesians 6.10 and on, section and on. My brother and sister. The Lord allowed me to experience one time. He opened my spiritual eyes and ears. Demons came. They were pounding on my armor. If I didn't have my armor, they would be pounding on me. They would, have been, they would have been hurting me. They had no mercy to come against me. I can see this demon using a weapon, beating upon my arm, putting scratch upon my arm as he was hitting in the spirit. My brothers and sisters. And I was thinking why I was watching him do this. Why is he so insistent? Why is he so persistent? He can see that he cannot break through the armor. But that didn't stop him. I saw him when we when he tore the demon, Come and help me. Come and break through this armor. This bad demon was telling this other. And these other demons came with armor also, and they all began to beat upon the armor. And it was like lightning. It's like, it's like when you're hitting metal, wet metal, sparks and fire comes out of it. It's what I could see. But these demons with the big muscles and strong kept hitting my armor and the spirit. And the Lord wanted me to see it because their idea is to penetrate the armor so they can attack me in my sleep. But by this time, the Lord was teaching me how to take my armor before I went to sleep. My brother insisted. And that's what the Lord says in Ephesians. Hallelujah. Therefore, take unto you the whole armor, O God, that ye may be able to withstand the evil day. Having none to stand. Why do you think so many Christians are fallen? Why do you think so many Christians are fallen? My brother and sister, and they're not standing anymore as they used to in the anointing and presence of God, worshiping God, serving God, because they stopped taking the armor. And the only way you can stand in God, and if every day you are in repenting and you take the armor. My brothers and sisters, thank you, Lord. So when the evil day, Paul says, comes, you'll be able to stand on the evil day. You notice that some days are worse than other days, are more e- evil than other days. Some days, like the whole hell is coming against you. Everything is rising against your life. You know, you were having a great week, a great month. In other of a sudden, you're having the worst day of your life. The Bible calls that an evil day. It's what you're having. This is when the forces are evil. This is when Satan has gone before the Lord accuses you as he accuses Joe. And and the Lord has said, okay, I'll allow you to test my daughter today, to test my son today. And then they'll come against you to attack you. Right Right when you're probably going through something, maybe you feel sick. Maybe your child is sick. Maybe your husband, your wife is sick. Maybe it's the day the boss decided to let you go from work. Maybe it's a day that your check did not come in and you got all these bills you need to pay. And the day cannot get any worse. And that's when the enemy chooses to come against you. This the day that the devil told the Lord, doesn't she worship you for everything you're giving her or everything you're giving him? Let me go from your present and testimony and see if they will not curse you on your side. And then the Lord said, all right, go ahead. And the devil comes down to make you curse the Lord. Remember not to curse the Lord, though. And say, so I already stopped her check. Now let me go against her child. And then you're dealing with your child's check. Your check is not in. You got all these bills. Your husband saying, what happened? What do you do? Did you change the address? What do you do wrong? And your husband, instead of helping you. Joe's wife, instead of helping him and praying for him, say, here, my, my husband, let me lay hand on you and pray for you. That's the moment that she decided to go against Joe. It's not the right time. It's not the right time. Because right now, if you are a weak Christian right now, this is the time when you say, okay, I want a divorce. I want a divorce, okay, because you, you should be helping me. You should not. You know, Joe recognized that she was being like, like one of the heathen wife. My brother and sister, they had no mercy. He didn't have no mercy. She was behaving the same. Joe could see that in his wife. But Joe did not ask for a divorce like some other people would. My brother and sister, there are as many divorced in the Christian community today as there is in the world. Many, as many as the same practically. Christians are getting divorced like the world now. My brother and sister, Yes, it is the worst time to get a divorce. But Christians are divorcing now like anybody else. It's just so easy to say, let's quit. Let's get a divorce. It's so easy. My brother and my sister. But when you're going to a trial, it's not the time for you to get a divorce. It's time for you to humble yourself and pray. When you're going through the worst in your life, if you're having the worst years, I have years that have been... Really bad for me. But the Lord was teaching me through it to pray and trust him through it, that he will bring me through. Thank you, Lord. So now when I begin to go through the worst, that's when I try to focus more on the Lord and pray, which I never used to do before years ago. I used to get mad and angry. And if I'm seeking the Lord, if I'm fasting and I'm praying, why am I going through this, I will say. And I will make it worse for myself. Not my really, worse. Amen. But if I do what Job did, if I do what David did, if I do what Moses did, if I do what Jesus did. See, he, he is where I learned of him through humble and meek. And I have found peace for my soul. As they put as he told his disciples in Gethsemane, that he will be arrested and be thrown into jail. He wanted the disciple to pray with him. It's all right to ask your brothers and sisters to pray for you, but don't forget that your brothers and sisters are also being tested and are going to trial and tribulation. Isn't it funny that when someone is really requesting prayer for you, it's when you're praying for yourself that you're going through the worst. A lot of times that happens too. So don't blame your brothers and sisters when you say, oh, they're not there for me. Don't, don't do that. Don't join the enemy in a pity party. No. My brothers and sisters, the Lord is faithful. The Lord is faithful. Sometimes if my brothers and sisters forget to pray for me, i ask the Lord to remind them. Remind them. Lord, remind them to pray for me. And the Lord does it. He's faithful. Remember, we are here to trust in the Lord. Not on us and not on men. Some people think that if I call them on the phone and I pray for them, their problem will be over. Their sickness will be over. That is wrong. We are supposed to trust in Jesus only and only him. My brother my sister, to understand that it's the Lord. The Lord is the one that says he will help us through everything we go through in life. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. I have people that I needed to call right away that really needed prayer. And that's when my comp- the company disconnected my cell phone. Then I have these people, I need you to call me. I need you to call me, Brother Ali. And that's when the company disconnected my phone. By the time I can call them, they're very angry on me. Why didn't you call me? Why didn't you give me the time to pray for me? And there's the problem. If you depend on men, we are limited down here by many factors. In this life, power outages. Over here when it rains and the, and the power outages, light bulb goes down. We have no internet and no power. And the person oh, I need, it. I need to listen to your program live. I need you to be live. And I, my computer is out. I have no power in the, in the house. My internet is out. We need to depend on Jesus. We thank God for this program. We thank God we can hear. be here for our brothers and sisters. But remember, we are limited by many factors I'm here. But the Lord is always available for us 24 hours, every second, every minute of the day. My brother and sister, please remember that. Don't forget our limitation in the Lord. Because Paul had to remind the church of that many times. Because people were so dependent on the Apostle Paul. And he was teaching them to depend on the Lord. To seek the Lord is very important. Do not depend on men for anything. In the regard that the Lord can use us, yes, to bless people. But in the moment, sometimes when we need it the most, is when the Lord wants us to depend on him. Always depend on Jesus. My brother and my sister, very important. Thank you, Lord, that we do. So we don't set ourselves for failures. A heartbreaking. It. Stand therefore having your loin girded about the truth. Having the break place of righteousness. How do, you, how do you put on the break place of righteousness? Through repenting. Repenting is the only way you can... You, the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sins, all sins, all unrighteousness. Unrighteousness is sin. In order to have the break place of righteousness... We have to repent sin. The blood of Jesus has to cleanse us. So that means daily repenting if you want to have the break play of righteousness. This breakplace of righteousness, I saw you in heaven two mornings ago, Guarela, and, you, and you, my brother and sister, I saw you have this break play of righteousness. Okay, This break, break is powerful. This protects you from any weapon of the enemy. Babylon sister, it's powerful in the Lord. Thank you, Lord. And your feet with with the sharp, with the preparation of the gospel of of peace, I'm sorry. This gospel of peace protects your feet also. Hallelujah. It's like a protection. Probably can be called like a shield. It's a protection to your feet that you would have as you walk, as you move forward. Because the enemy, I noticed something the Lord showed me when he took me to that final battle the other, a few months ago that I shared here in the Lord Tower. Some of the army was coming out, out of the ground. And I was thinking, if they can come out of the ground so easily, they can hit your feet through the ground. But this is why we also have this, that this, uh, our feet shot with the preparation of the gospel. It's powerful in the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Above all, take the shield of faith. The seal of faith, what did the army you seal for? The seal of faith, when they hit you with another weapon, you put the shield before you and the shield takes the blow. I saw the shield and that in that ruining heaven that I was taking with all the armor work. I saw shield hanging there. My brother and sister. And I feel like you can put it on over your hand to protect you against the, the blow of the enemy. My brother and sister, the Bible says to take it. We're going to take it. Above all, take the shield. We're going to take it. Whereby you shall be able to quench all the fiery dark of the enemy. These dark of the enemy are wicked, and they're well prepared, and they're ready to come against us with it. Take the armor of the Lord. Don't take this lightly. Some people take it lightly, and their attacks are great. Don't take the attack of the enemy that are really wicked and evil. I heard of people dying in their dreams, being killed in their dreams. We're not here to die. We're not here to being killed. Hallelujah. Yes, we're willing to die, but the Lord mighty is him that is in us. Remember. Thank you, Lord. Verse 17, take then the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Helmet. Make sure to protect your head. It's like they advise you when you when you ride a bike when you're little, put a helmet on you. Now this is a helmet to fight in the army of Jesus. That we are told to take the helmet of salvation. My brother insisted. I believe it says salvation is going to keep you safe. It's going to keep your head safe. Isn't it? Thank you, Lord. The sword of the spirit. This is not just any sword. These are sword. They are very powerful. They are called the sword of the Spirit because they're similar to that of the Holy Spirit of God. Powerful in God. Mighty in God. To cut the enemy to pieces. I've seen ourselves cutting this demon to pieces with this sword. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Mighty weapons God has given us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now, praying with all supplication in the Spirit is humbling ourselves. Keep yourself humble. Give God glory to Jesus. No matter what the Lord uses you to do, if God uses you to raise 10, deaths, ten people from the dead today, tomorrow when people come to see you, stay humble. Oh, what you did yesterday. Oh, no, oh, glory to the Lord. That was the Lord. I'm just a servant. I'm just a messenger. Remind people to tell that. I'm just a messenger. I'm like a mail carrier. I bring you the, 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 the information. Amen. That's it. I'm a messenger. I'm a servant. That's it. Take it for what it is. All glory goes to Jesus who died on the cross to save us. My brother and sister, don't confuse the messenger with the Lord. No, I'm just a humble little. I need the Lord every day like you. Just a messenger. Just a servant. That's it. Nothing more. All glory goes to Jesus who died on the cross. My brother insisted. Watching there unto all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Hallelujah. I never remember to pray for those years ago who were in false teaching. We need to pray for them also that the Lord would have mercy and get them out of false teaching. My brother insisted. Many people believe that the rapture will be mid rapture or or post rapture. Wrong. Both are wrong. We need to pray for the people. The Lord get them out of there. There are people being awakened now to the pre-rapture message because they've been led wrong to the mid-rapture, post-rapture, which is not biblical. Neither one. It's just the, the way they see they see the word, my brother and sister. It's similar to just the way they see the problem in their life, or just the way they see the devil attacking them, and they compare and they think it's all the same. No. The devil is a deceiver. He deceives people at any time of the day. Tell about our humbling our day and seeking the Lord. It's not that the devil only comes by nine to deceive you. Oh, no, he'll send someone by day also, at any time of the day also. He'll send someone into your, into your church service right there next to you to deceive you. The devil, the devil has no respect, my brother and sister. No respect. He wants to lead people to hell. He wants to go to the lake of fire with many followers, my brother and sister. He don't care for anyone, only the Lord, who wants to bring people to heaven. That's the fact of all this. So as I'm there and I'm seeing it, and then the Archangel finished speaking, I was allowed to come out of the room, out of this army base. I am stunned by everything I saw now. As I come out of there, I'm walking to a a tree, a... uh, one of the row that I've been there before in heaven. And all these mansions were close to one another. Marvel insisted. I've been inside these mansions not even, I don't know, what, about a year, year and a half ago I was there. The Lord took me in allowed me to come into the mansions a month ago. And I remember being in the mansions inside. And what I saw in this mansion, the Lord showed me, my brothers and sisters, hallelujah, that were already living there. And, and you know, when I saw these mansions in heaven, I was like, why are these mansions so close to each other? Because these mansions are aligned with one another very, very close. Like the mansion, they have hallway and door that you can go from one to another. And this is what the Lord wanted me to know about these mansions. First, he's shown me he's given me one of those mansions there. He already has given me about seven mansions in heaven that I can remember. Heaven and the millennium combined. So I remember all these mansions the Lord has given me in the different places of heaven. Even one under the mountain of God he's given me. My brother and sister, there are many places in heaven. But this mansion Jesus uh, let me know he wanted to give me, that will be close to my brothers and sisters of the lord's hour since he he revealed to me in heaven since you and your brothers of the Lord's tower are, are really together and some of them are praying to me the lord says to live to, to be live close to you my son elvie you will be you will be living in heaven in this mansion very close with your brothers and sisters he says he's given me this mansion also okay and you will be able to visit each other in heaven. You, or you can come to the hallway to the door. You can, you know, you can visit one another. They, Jesus was revealing to me that some of my brothers and sisters at the Lord's Tower had asked him in prayer if they can live close to me in heaven. I didn't know this. I didn't, I didn't know this. I did not know this. Jesus told me this in heaven. Some of your brothers of the Lord's Tower had asked me if they can live close to you, my son. So I had given you this mansion close to their mansions so you you can visit each other, okay, with one another. And the Lord showed me, us, gave me like a vision of us in those mansions visiting one another. I was amazed. Amazed, because I didn't know this. Like, wow, I'm glad that some of my brothers and sisters want to live close to me in heaven and I asked the Lord, said, so the Lord says he was granting that petition to my brothers and sisters, and then we're going to uh, live close to one another. I said, wow, the Lord is amazing. But he let me know this in heaven. So this time I'm walking near those mansions, and there's a redeem I told you about, that one time this redeemed, the Lord told this redeemed to take me to galaxy up in, in the heavenly. And this redeem came and put her arm, around my arm, and said, let's go, and began to fly up to heaven with me. And as we were going up, my brother and sister, I saw a planet coming, and it was a planet that I was interested in. As we were flying by this planet, she was taking me, I saw a planet that had dinosaurs. This is the first time i seen them in this way. Wish I was flying. But I remember the book of Joel. The book of Israel described these, these beasts, these animals. They were in tremendous peace under the presence of God in this in this planet. They have their own planet. Tremendous peace. And they were all different than like Jurassic Park movie. My brother and sister. Beautiful. Large. Yes, they're large. In peace, they were eating grass. They were just walking around. They, it it was they were These were dinosaurs that were on the earth many years ago. And I wonder, because I read this in the Bible, several places in the Bible, that describe these these large dinosaurs, right? Like Job, I believe it's Job 39, Job 38. And I have read this several times in the Bible, and I wondered about these things. But the Lord wanted to answer that to me. So that time he took me up, and, and, and she took me up and showed me these these things, my brother insisted. And there was much more things that were being revealed to me that was, wow, so much information. Thank you, Lord. So this time I see her again. And she was there. And this is what the Lord showed me about her. She's a redeemed. She's been in heaven thousands a year. She's like, remember Sister Essence? My brother insisted. She's like Sister Essence. She's very knowledgeable, my brother and sister. In another occasion, of, uh, a year and a half ago or less, the Lord took me to heaven, to this part of heaven. There was a meeting. And this meeting was about the preparation for this final, I believe, battle that the Lord was getting us ready. But in heaven, they were talking about this. And she came and said, Elvie, follow me. And I follow her. She was moving really fast, really, really fast, like lightning fast. And I had a hard time keeping up with her. Remember, she's in heaven, I'm dying here. And even though I I believe I was in my glorified body, but she was moving so fast, I could not even keep up with her. But when I got to the meeting, then I I remember that I could not be lost in heaven or anywhere else neither. That if I'm lost, what I need to do is ask the Lord to lead me. Ask the Holy Spirit. Jesus said he will guide you to what's true. So that very moment, as I'm, I lost her. I could not see her anymore because she went too fast. I was reminded, hey, you're supposed to rely on, on the Lord, the Holy Spirit. So i like, okay, so which way? And then he was leading me and took me to the meeting. Martha assisted. So the reminder that even here or in heaven, if here I'm being led by the Lord and the Holy Spirit, that means in heaven it has to be the same. Remember that God, Jesus has no power in heaven and on earth. Thy will be down on earth as it is in heaven. So being led by the Holy Spirit down here that Jesus told us he will guide us to through. It's the same thing in heaven. And that was because I was following her but she was going too fast but it was like God wanted me wanted her to do that to me. It had me wonder which way did she took her left or right? I couldn't tell. And then I was reminded, hey, you're supposed to be led by the Holy Spirit, by the Lord. Not by anyone else. And so, oh Lord, yes, guide me. And the moment I said guide me, immediately he hallelujah began to guide me. And I and I went there and I began to listen. The conversation was about being ready, what God was about to do, that the time have come for these things to come to pass. This is why the rapture is practically history in heaven, my brother and sister. Everything is about us being ready for the final battle. Yes, we're going in, up into the wedding, which is ready. The bride is ready. And in the moment of God, as God revealed the sister, the trumpets are being found and people are going to disappear. Now, I know the people here on earth criticize the Christian and are even bothered by the Christian by now. They just want people to get out of here. But I'm going to say this. When the church is gone, the salt of the earth is gone, the light of the earth is gone. Nothing will make any sense anymore. Nothing will taste the same without the salt of the earth, the church. Nothing will seem the same without the light, the light which is the church on the earth. They are going to regret ever thinking that this is one the Christians, out of the earth, the Christians to be gone. In America right now and around the world, with the, with the increase of AI, my brother insisted. I was meditating. What opened the what empowered Ai over the children of Israel in Joshua 7? Why did the children of Israel with such a great army who just now overcame Jericho? Jericho has such a powerful wall that no human being by sword or anything can bring it down. My brother insisted. And the children of Israel. They could not bring Jericho down with their own power. They had totally had to depend on God. And God allowed Jericho, for the war of Jericho to be so strong. So when the children of Israel will get there, they will have to know that they had to depend on God. People forget daily that they had to depend on the Lord for everything. God brought the war of Jericho down. When they crossed the Jordan now, they come to the place called AI. Marvel insisted, and the place called AI is full of wicked men and women who follow artificial intelligence wholeheartedly, who believe in artificial intelligence and in artificial intelligence society, being having the work having AI work for them, having all the warehouses being run by AI having all the products being, hallelujah, produced and made by AI. It's an AI society worldwide that has risen the last day but is not new because the men and women of AI, my brothers and sisters, back then were very powerful. And there's only one weapon to overcome AI. It's obedient unto the Lord. It's God fighting through you. The children of Israel, Achid, decided to take a Babylonian mantle. Babylonian mantle only began to king people in high office. This Babylonian mantle was was not just anything. If you had one of those Babylonian mantles, they were very, very, they cost a lot of money. It's like having a Mona Lisa, thousands and millions of dollars. They cost a lot, even back then. Acham, when he found this Babylonian mantle, he know this main royal value. but we cultivate millions of dollars. He decided to hide this. But here's the thing. Anything that belongs to Babylon, we, the people of God, cannot entangle himself in the weight of this Babylonian system. Because Babylon... The nation of the world today represents Babylon, and there are many wicked things in this Babylonian system that we cannot entangle ourselves with. One of the tools, like Achan, in the last day, that we cannot entangle ourselves or we lose to Ai, is having to do with abortion, any of the tools of abortion. My brother and sister any other licenses of gay marriage and homosexual marriage. If we have to do it, any of those tools, we're doing the same thing that Achan did with the Babylonian mantle, my brother and sister. And so when they entangled themselves with the things of this world, Achan by himself and his family contaminated the whole camp. And when the children of Israel went to confront them, the man's of AI. The men of AI began to beat on them and killed them, many of them. And they realized, why are we losing to AI? United States and the world needs to ask themselves today. Why are we losing to AI? What is it that we're doing? We're doing the same thing that Achan did. Hallelujah. He had a Babylonian mantle. Churches having like Babylonian mantle, entangling themselves with abortion and gay marriage. My brother and sister. And when the church does this, they're going to lose to AI. AI will take over their job. AI will take over their community, their internet, their computer, their cell phone, everything. They'll lose to AI. They'll take the 5G, which Father said, to me, that whoever takes the 5G will have to stay in the great tribulation. And they'll take the 5G, and the punishment will be they will have to stay in the great tribulation. They cannot come home in a rancher, lest they truly repent and put it down and break down their cell phone. You cannot have 5G on your cell phone. No, my brother and sister. Father was very specific to that. There is a punishment even if you take the COVID 19 by seeing. That is you taking a Babylonian mantle too. 5G is a Babylonian mantle. Okay? COVID 19 by seeing is a Babylonian mantle. Or if is a Babylonian mantle. Babylon sisters. That if people take this Babylonian mantle like Acom, they're going to lose to AI. Not only they're going to lose money, their homes, they're going to lose their life like many of the Israelites. Read Joshua 7, my brother and sister. Okay? Read Joshua 7. Read it. Please read it and pray to the Lord. Ask the Lord, because many Christians like like Acom have taken the Babylonian mantle and their homes and their house in their lives, and they're losing to AI. You know that the COVID-19 by Sing, when people went to a line to take the COVID-19 by Sing, they pulled out a blood sample out of them. They put it in a machine that was connected to the Internet, to AI. When the blood was run, AI ran the blood, and AI told the doctor what by Sing to give them. You see how AI is tied to the COVID-19 by seeing RFID is tied to AI. My brother and sister, 5G is tied to AI. AI will not have the power that it had today if it wasn't for the 5G. Mobile 5G, Father says. Mobile 5G. Whoever will have a mobile 5G cell phone will have to stay in the great tribulation. Why? Because like ACOM, they are taking a Babylonian mantle into the life and into the homes. And there's a consequence for it. There is a consequence for it. Whether people like it or not, the consequence is happening. And the children of ISO begin to lose their life to AI. And that's the same thing in AI, the same thing that people today in this Babylonian system, many are losing their lives. My brother and sister, and it's sad. It's really, really, really sad that this is happening. God help us in the last days. Exodus fourteen nineteen, And the angel of God, who went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them, and the pillar of the cloud went from before their faces and stood behind them. Notice how God was behind them and before them. Because the Lord Jesus, who is the angel of the Lord, the angel of God, my brother and sister, knew what they needed, knew what could happen to them, knew what the enemy was planning. He is why we depend on the Lord always, because the Lord knows exactly what we need. The Lord knows exactly what our enemies are planning, that you don't see, that you, have, you don't have that intelligence. Jesus has it, unless the Lord reveals it to you through the Holy Spirit. My brother and sister, Hallelujah. This is the intelligence that in the intelligent community, they pay millions and billions of dollars for intelligence. Why do you think this country pays so much for intelligence? To know what the other countries are doing. And then intelligence are being sold all the time. Very, very expensive. Hallelujah. Our enemy plans against us. And the, the only one that knows that have that intelligence, valuable intelligence, is Jesus. He'll reveal it to us of the Holy Spirit as we ask. But when it comes to the enemy attacking, you want to trust the Lord and the Lord only. The angel of God, again, went before the camp. He is the army of Israel marching, ready to confront the enemy. And look what the Lord has to do to keep them safe. The angel of God went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them, Look at the position the Lord is taking. He knew exactly what the enemy was planning, that the children of Israel could not see. Okay? The enemy had taken another position. What did the Lord do? The Lord removed and went behind them, and the pillar of the cloud went before them, and their face stood behind them. Before it was ahead, the enemy is coming behind the cloud. He said, go behind so they can see. And the Lord, the Lord was protecting them. Before the cloud moved, Jesus moved to protect them. Abraham, the Lord says to Abraham, I am thy shield and thy strong tower, Jesus said to Abraham. Hallelujah. Why is the Lord Abraham's shield in his strong tower? Because the enemy is going to come against Abraham one way or another. And the Lord needed to protect Abraham from his enemy. The Lord is protecting his church from his enemy. He is our shield. He is our strong tower against the enemy. No matter what position the enemy takes, if you're trusting in the Lord, if the Lord is your shield and your strong tower, whatever position the enemy takes, the Lord is right there before you. Before the attack comes in your life, if you're trusting on the Lord, he is protecting you, and he will deliver you. Thank you, Lord. Exodus 33, 7. Moses took the tabernacle and pitched it outside the camp, afar off from the camp, and called it the tabernacle of a congregation. And it came to pass that everyone who saw the Lord went out to the tabernacle, of the congregation, which was outside. Hallelujah. Here is a place to congregate one another with the Lord. What, the, what was in the heart and the mind of Moses? These people need to stay in communication with God. Okay? They need to be talking to God. They need to be seeking God. They need to be in union and communion with God. Let me say it this way. God put it in his heart. God put it in him to do so. He called it a tabernacle or congregation. He called it a main congregation, meaning meeting, the tabernacle a meeting, the tabernacle where you come and meet with God. One and one. And it came to pass that everyone who sought the Lord, see, when I went out into the tabernacle of congregation, which was outside the camp. The place was a place of meeting for you to come and seek the Lord. Congregate yourself. My brother, this is such a mighty place. Thank you, Lord. But look at God, let the leader of God, the leader of the people, Exodus thirty-three eleven, the Lord spoke unto Moses face to face as a man speaking unto his friend. And he returned again to the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Noah, a young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. Joshua said, well, like, like unto Moses, I don't get taken where God is. I don't see God God's face to face. But it doesn't mean that my relationship with God changes in any way, in any shape or any form. You see? You don't let what God, God is taking other people to heaven. Praise God. Praise be his name. That has nothing to do with your relationship with God. You keep repenting. You keep seeking the Lord. You keep meeting with the Lord every day one-on-one. Bible and sister. Don't let anyone try to make you not seek the Lord anymore or make you change your mind. Nonsense and foolishness. Joshua, a man of God, most of going and fixing God. Talking to God face to face. But his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man. Okay? Not an old man. A young man. Don't let people tell you because you're young. Oh no, you know, that's for older people. Like people used to say it a lot. Nonsense and foolishness. It doesn't matter you're a young man, middle aged man, old man. It doesn't matter your age. Seek the Lord. Seek to spending time with God. My brother and my sister, thank you, Lord. Like Joshua. Be like Joshua. Be like David. Be like Moses. Hallelujah. Young man departed not out of the tabernacle. He was in the presence of God. Moses was face to face with God. Joshua was in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The mighty teaching of the Lord. Hallelujah. Leviticus 14.3. And the preacher go forward out of the camp. And the priest shall look, behold, if the plague of the leprosy be healed in the leper. What is this about? The leader, the <clears throat> excuse me, the people of God are to pray for the sick, and not to look if anyone is sick that we should pray. Call the elder of the church and pray for it. Anoint them with oil. The Lord will heal them. And will forgive the sin. The Bible says in the book of James five. But my brother and sister, we are all called to be in praying for the sick, not just the pastor, the leader, the preacher, nothing. Don't let people say, oh, just Brother Elvin. No, 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 that's it. Okay? If you are saved by faith through Christ, if you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, remember that you can pray for anyone to be healed. This is what's going to take faith out of you. This is what your faith is going to grow when you pray. I remember when I began to pray for the sick. I said, I'm going to pray until someone gets healed. Hmm. Praise you, Lord. I'm going to pray because I heard a testimony of a pastor. He wanted to cast out this demon from his friend. My brother and sister. And he went and tried, and tried and nothing happened. And went and tried again, and nothing happened. And went and tried again, and nothing happened. he says he he was fasting, he was praying, he was seeking God, until so God anointed him to cast a demon out of his friend. Marvel insisted, his friend was a shoemaker, but he wanted his friend to be in free. They were both a shoemaker, when they used to hang out together. And he said, "See how we see the Lord, and he was free. He wanted his friend to be in set free. He knew his friend had a demon, but he wanted to cast out the demon out of his friend." And it took him long to cast him out to pray and fasting, he says. But he says, I never gave up on my friend in casting that demon out of his life. And you know what happened years after? His friend became a pastor of a great church. My brother and sister, And he was a drunken like everybody else and drugs and a lot of bad things. He wanted his friend to be in set free. Thank you, Lord. But he said he tried and tried and tried and tried. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Be healed in Jesus' name. Lord, he run in Jesus' name. By your stripe, by your word, he is healed. We send the word in Jesus' name for him to be healed, for his liver to be in healed from cancer. Command the cancer to go in Jesus' name by the stripe of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And pray and pray and pray. Okay? And this is what I did. I went out and prayed for people. I remember I gave them the word. Nothing happened. I went out again and fasted again and prayed. Hallelujah. After someone said, well, felt the power of God and felt better. I, I was thinking that's not enough. Feeling better is not enough. I said, this person needs to be healed. So I went back into fasting and then the word, reading the Bible, reading the Bible and praying and praying and fasting. Hello, day after day, fasting, fasting day after day, four and five days a week. I was doing it because I wanted to see people being healed and being saved. Until so I went out, I remember the day. This woman, she when I went to she, oh, I'm Catholic. She said, so I said, okay, I respect your your. Can I pray for you? Hallelujah! Are you sick? Do you need a healing? She said, you know what? Yes, I have surgery on my on my shoulder. Which I've been having a lot of pain. I can hardly move my shoulder. I had already surgery on it. It, it just, oh. I guess at my age, she said, I'm not, I'm not feeling better. Man, and I, I was feeling the anointing and presence of the Lord so strong. So fasting, fasting, fasting. And I said, I will, can I pray for you? Very careful without hardly touching her because you don't want to be touching, especially women. My brother and sister, putting my hand close to her shoulder, I asked the Lord right there. I began to pray and pray, Lord, began to command all attacks at the end and began to proclaim healing. And the power of God came over her. My brother, and she began to shake right there on the side of the road. The power of God came and I asked the Lord to completely heal her, her shoulder. Completely heal. I have been practicing and praying and fasting and practicing. And hallelujah until and she's out, I am healed. My pain is gone. She was moving her shoulder. I am healed. She could feel the power of God. She knew it wasn't me. It was the power of God. And she said, I am healed. I am healed. Thank you, God. She was thanking God. Praise you, Lord, right there on the side of the road. I said, thank you, Lord. Have a good day. And I kept walking, evangelizing other people. Thank you, Lord. But I was rejoicing and rejoicing, Lord, to the Lord. Hallelujah. And that was one of my first miracles. And I went on and won. Hallelujah. And I saw a paralyzed guy, a guy on the side of the road, a homeless guy, asking for money and food. And I said, Can I pray for you? Hallelujah. He was out. He was waiting for me to give him money. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. And food. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. I, I'm here to share you the gospel, the word of God. If you give me some time. Hallelujah. But God touched him immediately. Began to share. By the time we finished and praying over him. He received Jesus, and he was healed. His side was healed. His leg was healed. He stood astray, began to walk. People were going by and said, God, just healed me, Lord. God uses men to heal. I said, give glory to the Lord, not to me. Give glory to the Lord. Praise you, Jesus. I was so excited, my brothers and sisters. That was my first miracle. Thank you, Lord, that God performed, that God the Lord did through me. And, and it gave me such a joy. He gave his life to Jesus, a delivery guy right there who was looking, who was touched by what God just did. Hallelujah. You want to receive the Lord right now. You see what God has just did. Hallelujah. He raises him right there. Raise your hand. Receive Jesus. Confess the Lord with me. I say, Lord and Savior, he did also save. My brother and sister, God is so awesome. Had a wonderful day that day, but I was fasting several weeks a day for God to do this and not giving up. It did not happen right away the first day because people think that, Sometimes it can happen quickly, but sometimes you have to endure, as the Bible says, persevere and continually seek for the Lord to heal people and heal people and ask the Lord to do it and ask the Lord to heal it and fast to break. Hallelujah. When you put your whole heart in it, the Lord will do it. You seek the Lord with all your heart. You will find it, the Bible says. Thank you, Lord. But you have to seek it from the Lord. You have to really want it. With all your heart, thank you the Lord, because the Lord is faithful. And he knows our heart. He knows how much we want it. My brother and sister, he'll give it to us. But we have to ask for all of our heart. Thank you, Lord. Number 234. And the children of Israel did according to all the Lord commanded Moses. Hallelujah. Obedient in God is a must. The children of Israel did, did according to all that the Lord commanded Moses. Obedient. So they come by, the, by their standard, so they went forward, everyone by the family, according to the house and their father. You don't obligate people to do anything, but you tell them how, what the Lord is asking us. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. You tell them, hallelujah, God bless you, hallelujah, what the Lord commanded us. My brother, it's very important. Very, very important. Hallelujah. That is done and obedient. My brother insisted. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Yeshua. Obedient to God is better than sacrifice. Hallelujah. Number four, five. And when the camp move forward, Aaron shall come and his son, and they shall take down the covering veil cover of the ark of the testimony. Where is it? A had a veil, and the veil is, prophetic, is a prophetic veil. Remember the veil? When Jesus was crucified, the veil was tear and chew. It's a prophetic veil, my brother insisted, that it, they needed to have it on. So when Jesus, of thousands of years later, one will come and be crucified, the veil was a testimony of the power of God and what God did the veil will tear in two, My brother sister. Everything in the Bible is significant. The veil, the curtain, my brother sister. everything, the vase, everything is prophetic in God. Never overlook anything in the Bible. Thank you, Lord. Number 415. And when Aaron his son had made an end of covering to the sanctuary, and all, all the vessels of the sanctuary after campus to move forward, after the sun had called Ash, Shall come to vereth, but they should not touch any holy thing, lest they die. These things are the burden of the sons of Koath and the tabernacle of the congregation. Notice this, my brother insisted. Not everyone should be involved doing what God has not called them to do, even back in the Old Testament, people disregard this, and people think that they can do anything without God leading them. God, he is being very specific with the son of Kola should not come to bear it, but they should not touch any holy thing. If you're not, you're not ready to touch anything like this, to do anything like this. Don't do it unless the Lord is leading you. Ask the Lord to lead you. And the son of Kola should not come and bear it, but they should not touch it, any holy thing unless they die. A consequence. God always leads people. God had always spoken to his people of a consequence of sin, the consequence of disobedience. If any other son of the sons of the uh, Kodash were touch the tabernacle, will come in the tabernacle congregation, they would die. But God being so merciful wanting to save them, he told them to Moses, do not come in. Do not come touch the things of the sanctuary, the, any of the things of the vessel, because that was only to be touched by the holy priest of God, who was separated unto God for the ministry of the tabernacle. God, the same today, has separated people unto ministry, has separated us unto ministry, has separated us unto himself. If we go and get involved with gay marriage, with abortion, my brother sister, we have contaminated ourselves. And then when the trumpet sound, you don't go home. And what happened? People get mad at God. God, why have you left me, they'll say. They'll be punching the wall. They were beating upon the other people. Why did God leave me? You did, because you did not follow instruction. The instruction I in the word of God. And God revealed things to his servants, the prophet, before they come to pass. See, God revealed me about the COVID-19 by saying about the virus before they came to pass that the vaccine will be worse than the virus. Back in 2020, when I was here in the Louisville, I was talking about these things. How many people got angry at me? How many people thought I was crazy that what I was preaching was not of God? And I didn't get mad at them. I just kept doing what the Lord was commanding me to do because I knew there would be consequences. Jesus showed me back in, before 2020 and in 2020, that those that will take the vicin, they will have consequence. Unexpected sickness. Unexpected change of change of skin. Hallelujah. I met a sister a couple three days ago. My brother said, I went to take my vehicle for inspection. And the sister was there. We began to talk about we were talking about the vicin. God did not let her take the vicin. God knew. She said she knew that there was something wrong with this by scene. She told her brother, she told me about her brother, that they used to go to church together here in North Carolina since they were little. She said, you know how we, we, we did in the service? My brother and I would go on our knees and pray during the service. And we learned the word of God. We learned the Bible, she says to me. She said, this month was I'm 60. My brother was 60 the same. We were about the same age, she said. And she was telling me about her brother. She said that before the bycene, by the time the bycene was released, they were talking about a bycene. She went and spoke with her brother. God touched her heart to go speak with her brother, to tell him not to take the bycene. That this bycene was being made too soon, too fast. And that she believed this vaccine would not be safe. Her brother he used to go to church with her, did not listen to her. My brother and sister. He was one of the first people that went and got the vicin. A year after, the doctor, the hospital called her that her brother had passed away. Her brother was just 60, like her. She went to the hospital to see her brother. And she wanted to go in into the room where they had the body of her brother. And the nurse who, who recognized her said, no, I won't allow you to come here there. Call her by her name. She says, no. And she said, I recognize you. You're white. She was like, yeah. And she said, your brother's black. What do you mean my brother's black? The body scene had changed her entire body to black, completely black. My brother and sister. And she's, the bison caused this, I guess we call it side effect, that turned his skin black, his whole body, his blood, completely black. My brother and sister, he died. The bison killed him. It's a side effect of the bison. There are many patients today, I heard a doctor, one of these, uh, uh, one of the media, my brother and sister online, one of those other an independent media channel saying that there are many patients now that have died of the COVID by seeing who their who their skin has turned black, 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 like burn. The by seeing has caused this side effect on them. Unexplainable the Pfizer and Moderna cannot help these people. And they cannot be sued by these people neither. My brother and sister. And she started crying. I said, I'm a minister. So I began to speak to her there. Because she began to cry about her brother. Because her brother had died because of the Baixin. My brother and sister. Hallelujah. Sixty years of age today he will be. So he died before he was 60. By the Baixin. And they were, she said, oh, when we, when we get time to retire, we move to a retirement place and she had all this plan with her brother. But not anymore. She said he's dead. She says, you know what, the harder thing, she don't know if he was safe. Because she went, the Lord had her go to him and tell her not to take the vaccine. But he did not listen. They took the vaccine, and the vaccine killed him, my brother and sister. And I said to her, This is what I do on my on my program. I preach against this these these things of these vaccines. This is what I do. This is what I've been doing, practically nonstop. And it, some people don't like to heal it anymore. They think it's okay, but it's not. There are people still dying that have taken the vaccine. Their family losing member that has been vaccinated. It's not okay. We need to pray for this family, for the Lord to come for them and help them through this difficult situation. It's not easy, my brother and sister, and we need to continue to spread out the news because whoever, whoever you, you, whoever you want on your Facebook page and your YouTube page, and they stop for taking the vaccine because there's still people lining up to take it. Look, CBS, Walgreens, all these pharmacists all over the United States and the world are giving this vaccine and insisted. All these places are given. All these different pharmacies are giving this bison. And there's people still making an appointment together. And the side effects, they don't know what the side effect could be. There are people dying of it. Almost immediately children. I heard a children, a uh, mother who had been praying it when they took the bison. And I don't know why doctor will give them to them when they're praying it. The, doc, the children have been born death by the mysing. My brother and sister. The side effect of the mysing to kill the unborn child and the womb, my brother and sister. That, that is heartbreaking. Those babies never got a chance on this earth. But they have a chance in heaven. They'll go to heaven and they will have a chance. My brother and my sister Thank you, Lord. God is so good. God is so awesome. I heard a testimony of a sister whose mother was dying the other day. Her mother was dying, and she was so heartbroken. God, how can you live? my mother die? She was next to the bed of her mother when the Lord opened the eyes of her mother to see her children that she had lost years ago. She had miscarried many babies. And her mother, the Lord opened the eyes of those babies in heaven. They were next to the the grandmother's body standing. The daughter could not see the baby, but the grandmother could see them clearly. They were waving and smiling on her, letting her know that they were all fine and healthy with the Lord. She told her, Mom, my daughter, I can see your baby that you lost years ago. I can see all of them. They're happy. They're smiling. They've got beautiful bodies. And the mother began to cry. The pain of losing her mother now was, was turned into joy. Because she knew right there that she was going to meet her children now and going home to heaven and being with them. That her hurt, her, her pain turned into joy. Thank you, Lord. God is so good, my brother and sister. We don't need to be afraid. As long as we're trusting in the Lord and we're serving the Lord, he'll take care of us. He'll take care of our children. He'll take care of our family. Make sure you pray for them, though. Just pray for them. Don't take a step without asking the Lord to guide you and lead you. Don't let people pressure you to move or make any decision. Make sure you ask the Lord. To give you a clear sign like Gideon. Remember Gideon? Gideon asked the Lord for a sign. And then ask the Lord not to be mad at him, to give, to give him the sign hallelujah, opposite to what he had asked first. And the Lord had no problem confirming to you and I, as long as we're seeking him in obedience to lead us. He says that the Holy Spirit will lead us to a truth. Ask him for a sign. Ask him to lead you. Pray and fast about it. Don't make any sudden decision, any quick decision. Just ask the Lord to lead you and got you, and he will. The Lord is faithful. The Lord is good. He knows exactly what we need, and he's going to help us, meet us, right where we need to be met by him. Thank you, Lord. Here's a couple of testimony. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord, for the last hour. I hope the message today has been a blessing to your life.
0: Hi, everyone. I'm Melissa with Midnight Hour Oil. I wanted to come out today and just share with you some words of encouragement. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about a uh, word of prophecy that was received by Dmitry Dunamis Dudeman on April 22nd of 1996. And this speaks of the Russia and China alliance, and uh, i believe it was an angel who shared this with dimitri uh, how things are really going to unfold and no matter how these countries portray themselves as uh, friends of the u.s we have to understand that uh, there are things going on behind the scenes that none of us are privy to but the lord knows god knows and he's revealed some of these things to his his dedicated servants and one of them is dimitri dudeman if you have not heard of him, you can look up online uh, some of his ministry and some of the things he went through. He, he endured a lot of abuse, a lot of torture uh, in, under a communist regime. and uh, was he, They even tried to electrocute him twice but could not kill him. So this man had a, uh, a very serious call on his life. God had some serious things he wanted him to do and to share with with his people so this word i wanted to share with you because i know i did a video i think it was a couple weeks ago about a dream concerning russia and i just came across this and i thought i want to share this with you all because it really it's important concerning the united states and and what is going to unfold all right so i'm going to read this just as it was written By Dimitri back on April 22nd of 1996. Dimitri says, I prayed, then went to bed. I was still awake when suddenly I heard a trumpet sound. A voice cried out, stand. In my vision, I was in America. I walked out of my home and began to look for the one who had spoken to me. As I looked, I saw three men dressed alike. Two of the men carried weapons. One of the armed men came to me. I woke you to show you what is to come, he said. Come with me. I didn't know where I was being taken, but when we reached a certain place, he said, Stop here. A pair of binoculars was handed to me, and I was told to look through them. Stand there, don't move, and look, he continued. You will see what they are saying and what they are preparing for America. As I was looking, I saw a great light. A dark cloud appeared over it. I saw the president of Russia, a short chubby man who said he was the president of China, and two others. The last two also said where they were from, but I did not understand. However, I gathered they were part of Russian-controlled territory. The man stepped out of the cloud. The Russian president began to speak to the Chinese one. I will give you the land with all the people, but you must free Taiwan of the Americans. Do not fear, we will attack them from behind. A voice said to me, watch where the Russians penetrate America. I saw these words being written, Alaska, Minnesota, Florida. Then the man spoke again, when America goes to war with China, the Russians will strike without warning. So note that China first strikes and then Russia. Uh, The other two presidents spoke. We, too, will fight for you. Each had a place already planned as a point of attack. All of them shook hands and hugged. Then they all signed a contract. One of them said, we're sure that Korea and Cuba will be on our side, too. Without a doubt, together we can destroy America. The president of Russia began to speak insistently. Why let ourselves be led by the Americans? Why not rule the world ourselves? They have to be kicked out of Europe too. Then I could do as I please with Europe. The man standing beside me asked, this is what you saw. They act as friends and say they respect the treaties made together, but everything I've shown you is how it will really happen. Now take note of that because he's not asking Dimitri to intercede and pray that this won't come to pass. He is saying this is how it will happen you must tell them what is being planned against America then when it comes to pass see when it comes to pass the people will remember the words the Lord has spoken who are you I asked I am the protector of America so more than likely he is an archangel or a high-level angel America's sin has reached God he will allow this destruction See that he will allow it it's coming, folks. America is going to be judged, okay? For he can no longer stand such wickedness. God, however, still has people that worship him with a clean heart as they do his work. He has pre- prepared a heavenly army to save these people. As I looked, a great army, well armed and dressed in white, appeared before me. Do you see that, the man asked? This army will go to battle to save my chosen ones. Then the difference between the godly and the ungodly will be evident okay so it, it seems to me that this is going to happen this there is no like praying and interceding and trying to get this to be averted America has committed many many sins she is guilty of the blood of millions of innocent babies she is guilty of leading other nations into sin etc cetera, etc cetera. so yes we know that's going to happen America will be judged uh, and it looks like he's going to be using Russia and China as one of his instruments and some other nations who Dmitry couldn't remember. But as an encouragement, I want you to remember that as I have shared the, the, the biblical scriptural basis, for a pre-tribulation rapture it is bedrocked in scripture and I may come out and do another video on that because I know I've I've got new subscribers people who uh, maybe don't know the biblical basis for a pre-tribulation rapture but it is bedrocked in scripture and it's coming soon it is it is coming so so soon I, I just I want you to remember our blessed hope our blessed hope is coming and I'm going to share with you three clips uh, of testimonies that were given by two men who passed away and came back to life and both of them were told by the Lord that there is a rapture coming a pre-tribulation rapture and then there was another man, Ken Bailey was on Joni Stahl's field notes uh, channel back on March 7th of 2022 and he shared uh, a vision a dream what, that he was given where the Lord was telling him about a pre-tribulation rapture okay so i want to encourage you i'm going to, I'm going to share those uh, clips right at the end of this video so please uh stay tuned and watch that uh, i'll try to put in in the description box links to the full interviews with these individuals so that you can watch them in their entirety if you want to but just be encouraged church because our redemption is drawing nigh the signs are in the heavens the signs are on the earth Church, we're going home soon. It's All that matters now is that we know Jesus. And listen, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please take time to look in the description box. I've provided information on how you can come into that tr- genuine relationship with Jesus, with the Father, and be born again of the Holy Spirit. So stay tuned for those video clips that are coming up after this. And as always, Church, it is my prayer that we will all continue to keep our lamps burning bright while we wait for Jesus. I love you all. God bless you.
2: And he, he at first had me said, and he stood and talked to me and said, I must tell you that I am coming back for my people. And I, I remember saying, but they know that. And he said, no, they, they know it, but they don't know it. They're asleep. They're at ease. They think it's way off in the future, but it's not. He said, I'm coming back like a thief in the night, but I am coming. I am coming at a time when revival will break on the shores of eternity, the greatest revival that this world has ever known, the world, the greatest revival. He said, I'm sending you back to herald my return. I am coming back, but I am coming back for people that make themselves ready that lay aside every sin that does so easily be set and get their eyes totally upon, upon me. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the light. And when he said that, it's as if all heaven joined in and said, Amen, glory to God. Battlefield.
3: I didn't see Jesus go to Jerusalem, but I was told he went to Jerusalem i was I was told that he went to Jerusalem to set up his millennial reign. And I was so excited because we were going to go ride down now and join Jesus um, in the second coming. After the vision finished, I saw um, I realized later on, you know what I had seen and that I'd seen the end of the tribulation. I was made to know that the rapture occurred early in the vision. Before America was fully gone It it made me really sad when I heard That um, um, America no longer exists And I said, what Lord? In the vision And I'm quoting the Lord I'm quoting Jesus America now ceases to exist And that was early in the tribulation So America as a nation had been taken over and, and sovereign rights as a country were gone. He
4: was noting all these things. He's coming back. It, 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 and uh, just as a, a, a little tickler, He's coming back before the tribulation. He's coming back before the tribulation. I was going
5: to get on that one. Okay, so
0: Jesus told you about the rapture. What specifically did he say about the rapture?
4: The Spirit was so strong on me when I came back that I noted all of these things because since I knew he was going to come back first for his bride, I knew that that was the case. Um And so I wanted to be able to pick out all of these ver- uh, scriptures that pointed to that. I also knew that there were also going to be many more people that would ultimately be saved through the tribulation period. And that there was, in fact, a period of time, time of Jacob's trouble, the, the this time of of great tribulation that was going to come upon the earth, all of that. But one thing that no one I listen to actually seems to discuss is, wait a minute, that's only the first part of that harvest. There's still a harvest, right? And, uh, so that's a, that's the barley harvest. So if, if you've got the first fruits of that harvest, then what happens next is the harvest of the rest of that group and so if Jesus was the first fruits of the barley harvest aren't we going to have a barley harvest you know they always want to make him the first fruits of the barley harvest and then put everybody else into the wheat harvest all uh, right guys you're, you're missing one whole group is there going to be a wheat harvest yes and that would be what we would consider the general resurrection the barley harvest happens both for the wheat harvest that happens before the grape harvest, which is the wrath of God and everything else. You can tie all this in, is what I'd like to say. Think about this from a rapture standpoint, right? This was my focus. It says that the bride was brought to him. Amen. And believe it or not, that's what's going to happen in the rapture.
5: So are you saying that Jesus told you the rapture is going to happen before the tribulation.
4: He's going
2: yes. to take his
5: bride before. Yes. yes. Hello again and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers, you are very welcome. To new subscribers, I would like to invite you to look at a few things concerning the blog. The first thing is the community page. If you are subscribed to the blog, then you'll be able to see the community page. The community page can be found by going to the Master's Voice Prophecy Blog dashboard. And to do that, you just look underneath the video and you'll see the channel's name on a little dark gray background. Click that and then it'll show you the entire dashboard and then you'll see home and you'll see videos and you'll see playlists. And everything like that and then I think you'll see the word community and on the community page is where I share um, information that has come to me sometimes people email me and they tell me look this has this prophetic word of yours has actually started or it has fulfilled itself and so I share interesting developments So that we can all see that these words are not coming from me reading the news because many of the things that people bring my attention to are things that I spoke about in 2019 or things that I saw in 2012 or 2015 or 2017 and they were written down. They're published on the Master's Voice blog. And now that... The prophetic times are sort of stretching and expanding themselves we can start to see some of the things that i was talking about such as a few months ago china came out with this very strange looking device that is supposed to replace a romantic partner in your life it's a kissing machine and so you basically hold this piece of plastic and rubber that has lips on it and then your partner who is far away Will kiss his version and you will kiss your version and then it will feel as if the two of you are kissing and yet in the prophecy that the Lord brought I think it was December December 2021 it was at the end of 2021 going into the new year the Lord brought out this very shocking prophecy called the new man and one of the things he was speaking about in that prophecy is how human sexuality will become so defiled and so abominable that people will have sexual relations using some kind of suit that he was telling me about. And I didn't see a visual for this suit, but this thing will allow a person to be able to enjoy intimacy by themselves. This is with no human being. The suit will do the work of a partner. Or you put the suit on, and then you can join the cloud. You can join the cloud, and in the cloud, God was showing me that people will have mass orgies of hundreds because this suit will enable you to, to link up with as many people as you would want. And so the community page is, um, I consider it a blessing because there, when things start to show up in real life, like the, one of the things the father also said is that people will have synthetic partners. These are partners that are robots, Some of them will be robots, and men will stop wanting to be with women. That is also in the prophecy, the new man. Men will not be interested in women anymore. Men will go after these beings that will be just like a human being in every way, except that God says that it will be inhabited by a demon, that so-called AI wife. The thing powering it will actually be a demonic spirit. And he said that they will be so lifelike that men will completely not be interested in women and will go after these things. So the community page is where I put that. I also put teaching there I also put very interesting prophetic insights that the Lord is sharing with me privately and some of these things not all of them I do share them on the community page but you can only see that if you are subscribed so it is completely up to you you can still watch the channel i unsubscribed there's no problem another thing is please be aware of scammers that are running rampant on YouTube and they're not doing anything about it people come and they um, mimic they mimic Many channels, and they they obviously they do mimic this one. And so if people are asking you to send money to an orphanage in Nigeria, or they're telling you that someone is watching you through demonic portals, and you have to give them money, and then they will pray for you and things like that, please be aware that this is a scammer. Please be aware that I'm not interacting with anyone in that way. So just don't get scammed and don't give your personal information and don't put your personal emails and things. These sites are monitored by the powers that be. Let's just call them the powers that be. So stop putting your phone number and your email on the internet where anyone can gain access to your privacy, harvest your identity, or do something unsavory with it. We have to be wise. We have to be people who know the times. Just a moment, please. The last thing is playlists this channel has playlists where you can follow the videos by theme and playlists are actually a very helpful way to you to come up to speed if you're a new person this video just dropped in your lap there is a lot of information here past information present information information about the prophetic future information about jesus the bible many topics I highly recommend that you use the playlist because then you can be able to move rather rapidly through the material and soon you will be up to speed if it is your intention, of course, to hear what God has been saying to the church for these last 11 years. I'm continuing with the theme that the Lord has, by his own wisdom, drawn me back to things that I was dealing with last year in the summer months of 2022. I am back in them. And as I was going through at least four prophecies that have not been mentioned concerning the twisting, bending, and unfortunately, the breaking of human sexuality, I came across this one, a dream that I had in September 2018. And as I was just reading this, this dream, honestly, I was so innocent of these things that I, I do not think that in 2018 I knew that people were cutting their body and having gender reassignment surgery. And the way I know that is because after I had this dream, a a while after, maybe it would be the following year, 2019, or something like that, God gave me a dream that really terrified me, and I've shared that dream. I've said that I will not publish that dream because God was just basically showing me, Celestial, he was showing me how easy it is to be someone who cuts off your body parts and says that you are male when you actually look like me, or says that you are female when you actually look like whichever male is watching this video right now, that video terrified me to the point, not video, but dream, that when I woke up, I prayed and prayed and prayed to God on my knees that he would protect me from the entering in of The things that he was showing me would cause people to do this. And you might be thinking, oh, it's probably some huge demon from the planet Kryptar or something like that. It is the entry of the reprobate mind. And I have been thinking on this thing for at least the last two days. The reprobate mind is a judgment. The reprobate mind is where you will no longer be allowed the privilege of rational thought. Blue will no longer be blue to you. Yellow will no longer be yellow. Water will no longer be wet. And sand will no longer be dry. You will say that the ocean is purple. You will say that fish can walk. You will say that giraffes are hippos. And you will say that you are as a woman are a man, or you as a man are a woman. And you will utterly believe this because god will hand you over to what some of the bible verses actually call derangement that simply means madness the lord showed me in that dream that it is simply by the entry of a thought a thought that you do not fight a thought that you do not rebuke a thought that you do not put your hands around like a reprobate weed and choke it with prayer and choke it by rejecting it and rebuking it in the name of Jesus and cursing it to die with your mouth by saying this is a lie from the pit of hell. I do not receive it. It is not true. I reject it. And you pray until that thing withers and dies and slithers away back where it came from. If you do not do that, You can end up in a world where you first entertain a thought, and then you accept the thought as a premise of truth, and then you begin to wonder what would happen if the thought could be attached to you. And that is the slope that you will travel down until you eventually come to what is not truth, but in your reprobate mind, you will say that it is. And at that point god will hand you over and no one will bring you back no one can bring you back because when god hands a person over it's done it's finished in christianity the word reprobate is different from how people use it outside when you have an uncle that just likes to drink a lot and chase the girls people just say oh that's harry he's just an old reprobate they just mean he's an old tramp that's harry that's his ways you never know what god can do with harry when he's in the world like that God could reveal himself to Harry. Harry could have a horrible experience and learn a lesson and make an about change in his life. That is different from being handed over to the concept of you cannot come back from this kind of thinking. You cannot change. God has given up on you when we talk about Christian reprobates. And it's done. He will now hand you over to Satan. And Satan will make you chop off. Everything, And like we do in New York here, you see these people walking around and they truly believe that they are the height of beauty. They believe that they are the cutting edge of what either a man or a woman should look like. You hear trans women saying men who are in dresses, men in drag effectively, are now boldly on all the social media spaces saying that the rest of us should catch up because they're better than real women so you can tell that everything is not functioning upstairs properly because they say it and they believe it with all their soul God has handed them over and it is very easy to get there I found this old dream and it is a perfect example all the way from 2018 of what God was showing me but back then I was so innocent that I would just see a dream like this and just write it down faithfully and I shared this on Facebook and I did not know that we would be here in 2023 where gender reassignment surgery and body dysmorphia is the loudest. It is louder than politics. It is the loudest conversation in the United States today. The dream is called Stay True to Your Assigned Gender. And I had this dream in September 20th, 20, September 20, 2018. The banner scripture is this, blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone, but each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed, then when desire has conceived, It gives birth to sin and sin when it is full-grown brings forth death and this is James chapter 1 and verses 12 to 16 and so let's go to the dream in a dream the Lord took me to a man's house I don't know this person but this is a real person somewhere because this is here in America and I was inside this person's real house and this person had a nice life because his, his house was pretty fancy. You know how men who um, are single and who have a certain amount of earnings, their house just looks really um, expensive. You know, they have all the, the art deco pieces and things like that and nice furniture. And so God put me in this man's room as this man was getting ready for bed. He was winding down. He got into his T-shirt and whatever, and he got into bed, and he relaxed, and he put his hands behind his head. And he was staring at the ceiling. And he was staring at the ceiling so intently, so quietly, that I got curious. And I wondered, what's he looking at? And as soon as I thought that, the Lord put me in the bed next to the man, and this is what I saw. Uh, I, I found the best estimation that what I saw, of what I saw, and what you're looking at there is a movie marquee. So you know when a a new movie is coming out, they will have that very big screen and then they will put sometimes the actor's face and put all the actor's names and then tell you uh, the ride or the thrill of a lifetime. This is what I saw in this man's mind. He had a big screen like this in his mind and it was on the ceiling. So God projected this man, this man's mind as a big screen on the ceiling. And I saw on the screen moving about all the events of the day. So everything that he had done, every, everywhere that he had gone, it was represented by small pictures, moving pictures and icon, icons. And there was even a little mouse as he in his mind was moving events around and putting them in order in terms of how he wanted to store them, he was editing the events of the day and he was categorizing them. Some things he kept and some things he deleted. I guess we all do this when, at the end of the day when we're thinking about the day we've had. I could have done that better. I wish that so-and-so didn't say that to me. Oh, I forgot to do this. As we're putting the day in order, making it neat before we go to bed, we all do this, but I was amazed to see how this process actually looks So it's important to note, please, the man was controlling his own images. I didn't say that someone was moving them around and then he was an uninvolved actor and he was only watching. No, the man was the one who was moving around the mouse. He was putting his day in order how he wanted. And this is because each of us must know that we will answer for how we have lived our life and how we have gone through life the mind is a gift that god has given you to be able to navigate this realm the earth realm the mind is a gift that god has given you to be able to understand his word and with his word in you you are then ready to elevate out of the earth realm and participate in the spiritual realm where god and the angels and also satan and the fallen angels and many other different types of entities exist you need a mind to navigate life, but I would say to you, you need a spiritual mind to be able to successfully navigate life and successfully engage with God as he is. And so you're in control of your mind and the thoughts that you allow in your head. That is your responsibility. And the final decisions of all your thoughts is what God is going to judge you on. So as this man was drifting off to sleep, the images were getting fewer and fewer and fewer until the screen of his mind became very peaceful and blank. He filed everything away and then he was done. Then out of nowhere, I saw a bold capital letter sentence in pink. And the sentence said, you should become a woman. So the man's mind was blank an empty screen and then comes this massive big sentence in pink letters you should become a woman and I lying there watching how a person arranges